And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We're here again with another review of a film. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And this time, Ann, we're going to discuss Burn After Reading, and it has quite a lineup of big stars. You got your George Clooney. Yeah. You got your Brad Pitt. (laughs) Step right up. (laughs) You got Francis McDormand. Mm -hmm. You've got John Malkovich and playing his wife, the wonderful and Oscar-winning Tilda Swinton. This is what you would call a black comedy. At the beginning of the film, John Malkovich, playing Osborne Cox, a CIA analyst, is fired from the CIA. He drinks too much, and he's kind of out of control. He is so angry that he decides to write a memoir about his time in the CIA. He goes home, and he spews all this onto a computer disc, of course, Mm -hmm. but his wife, Tilda Swinton is going to divorce him, mainly because she is having an affair with a guy from the Treasury Department, Harry Farrer, and that's spelled P-F-A-R-R-E-R, played by George Clooney. She swipes this disc to use in her divorce, but she leaves it, unfortunately, in the bottom of the locker that she uses in a gym. And the two gym employees, played by Frances McDormand and Brad Pitt, Mm -hmm. find the disc and decide they're going to make a fortune selling it to sometimes the wrong people. Exactly right. Les, I don't know what planet the Brothers Cohen come from, but I have to tell you, I don't think it's a funny planet. And I tell you why, because there is nothing remotely humorous about most of their work, including this movie, Burn After Reading. I didn't like Blood Simple. I don't like Hudsucker Proxy. I didn't like Intolerable Cruelty. And I certainly didn't much care for No Country for Old Men. Now, here's what my personal gripe is. This movie is called a comedy. I don't mind that they make these movies, but I think for them to lump this movie into a genre that has such great other comedy films in it, like Election and Ferris Bueller and Some Like It Hot and all the Woody Allen movies and all the Neil Simon pictures, all of those great comedy classics, is really unfair. This is a quirky movie. This is a Cohen kind of film. Comedy, I don't think that's a fair categorization of this film. Well, it's a black comedy as far as they are concerned. And frankly, as far as I am concerned, I chuckled all through this picture, Anne. I loved the comic performances, especially of Francis McDormand and Brad Pitt. It made me laugh. John Malkovich and his frustration made me laugh. Now, there is a point in this film where it becomes rather violent in spots, but I was able to laugh at that too because I was very aware that this is indeed a black comedy. So I have to disagree with you quite strongly Mm -hmm. that this is one of the best films so far of this year. It's certainly not in the category of Neil Simon. It's certainly not in the category of the great Woody Allen stuff, but It's the kind of offbeat comedy that I think it tickles you because it's about one crime after another crime after another crime after another crime, and all of it makes me laugh. Well, I have to tell you, Les, not one human being in the audience laughed the day that I saw the movie. Now I was sitting with about 40 people. you got to get some new friends in. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. I take that back. There was one person who laughed. But she is known as the neighborhood weirdo. She's the person who cackled all the way through Schindler's List. So, you know, I don't hold her very much of a, as a critic, right. a good critic for this kind of a movie. Okay. Look, 
I've said this before. Comedy is supposed to make an audience go ha, 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 not sit there and chuckle and grin and say, well, isn't that interesting? Look at that quirky performance by so-and-so and so-and-so. This is not the objective of a movie that is labeled comedy. This is a non-comedy comedy. It must be an acquired taste like Brussels sprouts. And I got to tell you, I've been trying to like Brussels sprouts for about 30 years, and they don't make me laugh, nor do they engage my taste buds. Well, I don't like Brussels sprouts either. However... I also don't like the current comedies that are all about flatulence. Well, I don't like those either. This is, I think, a much more adult, much more clever, much more contained kind of comedy. And because of that, it made me laugh a lot, and I really enjoyed it. I don't like it at all. I think the Collins have a philosophy, and that is they're going to do a movie, and they're going to invite all of their celebrity friends to come over and perform in it and be in it. So they invite Clooney and Brad Pitt and Francis, of course. She's part of the family. And they all get on the set. And I have this terrible feeling that the Coens say, hey, do whatever you want here. you know. And then Clooney says, you know, I'd like to try something. I've never had a chance to do this. And then Brad Pitt says, you know, I think what I'm going to do is play this health food guy, kind of like a dim bulb. And if you don't mind, I'm going to walk funny. And I, oh, I know, I'll suck on a lollipop. That'll make me funny. It's also arbitrary less. There is no discipline. It's kind of a mishmash. I just don't dig the way the Collins put together a movie. Well, I think that is perfectly okay as your choice, which is why I disagree with you so much. I don't like seeing people like Brad Pitt coming on a set and acting like stupid, ridiculous human being playing, quote, dumb. It just doesn't work for me. And if that's what the audience thinks is funny, and believe me, no one laughed the day I saw it, You know, I have to say, it ain't a comedy. Well, to me, it was a comedy because I think Brad Pitt's character, Chad, is a dumb guy. That's why he gets into this ridiculous situation in the first place. Frances McDormand is not dumb, but she is desperately lonely, and she decides she wants a whole lot of money collected somehow so she could have all sorts of plastic surgery to make her look more attractive. Look, these are all phony plot points in a kind of comedy that I just don't think is funny. It's preposterous. It doesn't make any sense. It's not interesting because it's so far from reality. There's not one character in there that touched me that I could root for. Well, let me take that back. I like that J.K. Simmons. He plays the CIA supervisor. He was the one character, the one actor who had some reality about him. He had something that I could hold on to. So, Les, in case you haven't figured it out, Burn After Reading is going to get a red light from me. And it's really because I just can't get on the Coen Brothers' wavelength. I can't put it any more gently than that, Les. Well, I am reminded of a wonderful line of Spencer Tracy's from a film that I loved called Bad Day at Black Rock, Uh when he says, you're not only wrong, but you're wrong at the top of your voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving this a green light because I just enjoyed the heck out of it, and I urge everybody who wants a good laugh at something a little offbeat and a little strange to go and enjoy Burn After Reading, written and directed by Ethan Cohen and Joel Cohen. A green light from me and a mean red oh. light from Anne for Burn After Reading. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dino Tripodis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.